men. This is Mike Salen with another Men's Ministry Moment. Thank you for joining me as we look at insights, ideas, and information regarding ministering to men. Last week, we started a series of podcasts that explained why two are better than one. I made the statement this past year has undoubtedly emphasized that importance as many men have been struggling due to the changes in work, family life, church life, and life in general. This week, we will continue that thought as we talk about another area men need to recognize in their daily walk with God. There is a battle that is raging all around us. It is a battle we do not see, but it is real. It is a battle that will affect our children, our families, and our churches. It is a battle that sets the culture and character of our communities. The battle, it is the battle for men's souls. Look around you and you will find men struggling. Men put on a great face and everyone in the church thinks they are doing well. But statistics tells us a different story. Ten years ago in the book, No Man Left Behind, the author stated that for every 10 men in the church, nine will have kids who leave the church. Eight will not find their jobs satisfying. I was one of those men for many years. Six will pay the monthly minimum on their credit cards. Until my wife and I attended a fall festival of marriage many years ago with the theme for love or money, my financial situation was out of control. Five have a major problem with pornography. Chuck Swindoll calls it the number one most secret sin in our churches today. And recent study indicates that this could be as high as seven out of 10 today. And the COVID pandemic has driven this even higher. Four would get divorced affecting 1 million children each year. This is probably as high as 5 out of 10 today. And only one will have a biblical worldview. And all 10 will struggle to balance family and work. Men in the church are struggling just like the men in the world. Why is that when the Bible teaches us we are to be a reflection of Jesus to the world? Paul wrote to the Ephesians, we are to be imitators of God in Ephesians 5, verse 1. He was so confident in his walk with Christ that in Corinthians, he told the people to be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Wow. This man's problem has become a crisis that is out of control. We have this great problem because Satan himself has said, if I win the man, I will win the family. There is nothing in scripture that says this, but it's true. His purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. And we see this as he has taken men hostage. We have created a culture that encourages men to exchange the truth of God for lives and the glory of God for idols. Here's the bottom line. The inescapable conclusion is men have become one of the largest neglected people groups in our nation, in our churches. There is a battle raging in the church among us. Men have an opponent. He is a terrorist, and he wants to. Uh, he wants the men of the church because men know if he can win them, he can throw our families into so much turmoil, it will keep us from doing the things of God. And here's another big idea. You need to take away anything less than a plan to disciple every willing man in your church is a moral failure. Men need to understand there is strength in Christ. There is hope in Christ. There is another chance in Christ. There is grace in Christ. 
It is the only hope of the world. Men having an intimate and intentional relationship with Jesus is the only hope that a man has to win the battle for his soul. So what do we do? As leaders, it is time to give attention to Paul's words in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you have become very dear to us. The key here to share our own selves, to pour our lives into others. It is time for men to take Nehemiah's advice when he encouraged his men while rebuilding Jerusalem's walls. The kings of the surrounding area were making noises about stopping them from doing what God had called them to do. Much like what the world is doing around us today. But Nehemiah told his men, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. But do this, we need to be training ourselves in the word of God, discipling each other. Churches are beginning to understand the importance of discipling men. Some men meet regularly in small groups and discipling relationships each week. If we want the culture to change, then we need to start changing within ourselves. Men need other men in their lives. We need men who will stand beside us in battle. We need men who will pray for us. We need men who will be our confidant. We need men who will be available to us at 3 a.m. We need men who will hold us accountable in our walk with Christ. As leaders of men, we need to be encouraging our men to meet regularly, to study God's word, to pray together, and to encourage one another. Meeting in places like our businesses, restaurants, garages, homes. And as more and more men begin to meet for this purpose, we will start to see our men's culture change. We will begin to see men become men who will, as Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, and be strong. So next week, we will look at men being intentional. What does that mean? Well, join me next time with another Men's Ministry Moment to find out. This is Mike Salmon. God bless.